Good morning church. How cool is this? I get to preach to you this morning. So excited. I know it's been a long time coming but don't worry I've been storing it all up and I'm so ready to give you an incredible word this morning that I feel God's been speaking to me. How you're getting on? Lockdown is long, right? So long. Number one, can't wait till church is open again so that we can all get to see each other, be in the same space, give you all a hug. Number two, can't wait for the hairdressers to be open. Literally, I'm not gonna show you this whole situation, but um, it's pretty desperate, pretty dire. So come on lockdown, we're so ready for you to open and let us all out again. But I hope you're all really doing well um, and I've just got a great message for you that um, I feel God's been speaking to me over the last few weeks. So, um, should we pray? Let's do that. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you for the deposit of you that's in me. Help me, Lord God, to get it out, Father God. I just pray for your anointing right now, for hearts to be open, for ears to be open to listen, Father God. Lord, just I pray that you get glorified in this time. Amen. Amen. So, I have a question for you this morning. A great question. Have you ever forgotten your keys? All the time. All the time, you say to me. You get to the front door, to the back door, to the garage, to the business, ready to open the door and realise that you've forgotten them. So um, one of those brilliant situations where you first start patting yourself down, then you're emptying out your bag to try and figure out where they are and you realise you've forgotten them. And can anybody relate as a teenager the responsibility of having that key given to you that you are now mature enough to look after it and many a time arriving home without it. And I can actually remember there was once where my neighbours actually called my parents because I, I got stuck trying to get into my house um, via a ladder through the top window. And uh, yeah, I actually had to call my parents because I'd forgotten my key to get in. And many a time have we arrived home and our teenager Josh is sitting in the garden because he's forgotten his key to get in. Well, I really felt like I had a picture when I was praying a few weeks back of God putting some keys in my hand. So I really want to just unpack that this morning and take you almost on a little treasure hunt to help you find these keys that God has given you. Hope that's okay. So it's gonna start with a quick story. This is a true story and I'm just gonna read it to you. In January 2009, a plane of 150 passengers boarded a flight from New York to North Carolina. Two minutes into the flight, traveling at 3,000 feet at 250 miles per hour, it encounters a flock of geese. These geese get sucked into the engines and immediately burst into flames and the engines fail. The pilot quickly realises that he will not make it back to the runway and he's going to have to ditch the plane in the Hudson River. As he begins to glide towards the Hudson, he just clears the Washington Bridge with 900 feet to spare sends out an announcement to the passengers in the cabin. 
three words that none of us ever want to hear in our lifetime. And I do apologise if you're a little bit um, afraid of flying, so just I'll pray for you later. Um, three words none of us ever want to hear while on an aeroplane brace for impact. With its nose raised and travelling at 150 miles per hour, the flight completes an unpowered ditching in the Hudson River just three minutes after its initial takeoff. All 155 passengers um, survived. The captain's name was Chesley Sullenberger. He was a retired Air Force pilot and airline captain. For his bravery, the Mayor of New York awarded him the keys to the city, thanking him for preventing an awful tragedy. The ceremony of presenting someone with the keys to the city is about honouring them in public. The key they give is gold-plated and it is a repli replica of an actual key that still opens a door to the city hall. The key giving ceremony is a symbol to the person receiving them that the gates will always be open to you. The gates will always be open to you. It's a cool story, isn't it? A really great story of amazing bravery. And again, sorry if you're a bit of a flight phobe, but such an incredible story about how a man with incredible skill navigated in an emergency and all of those people survived. And he was honoured by giving um, a, a key giving ceremony where the mayor gave him the key to the city. And this is my mess, the title of my message today. You have the key to the city. So I'm just going to bring up our first verse, which is in Matthew 16, verse 19. And this is Jesus speaking. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Or, if you like, in the message version, that same verse. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. So we have been given by Jesus the keys to open any and every door. So my question to us this morning is, are there doors in your life that need to be opened right now? And are you ready to start using the keys that God has given you to open them? You know, we can enter the city of heaven, the kingdom of heaven this morning, by taking a hold of these keys that God has given us. And I'm going to give you a few points on how we can do that. But first of all, I just want to share with you a little bit about the history of Colchester. Now, many of you will know I am not a great historian and this really isn't my strong point, but I just wanted to paint a little picture for you um, about Colchester where we live. It's a pretty amazing town and all people are welcome to come and visit. It's pretty cool, but not only is it 
pretty and there's uh, the seaside just close by and there's the countryside but it's just got this amazing amazing history and actually I am a little bit ignorant to it but um, I'm going to challenge myself to try and find out a little bit more about it because it is pretty cool. And most of you know that Colchester is the oldest recorded town in our country um, and actually you can see some of that history just by walking <clears throat> walking around. Um, one of the things that Colchester has is it has the um, remains of the old city wall that surrounds our town centre and you can still see quite a lot of that um, as you kind of go around the town. It still has a castle which is also pretty cool but back in um, ancient times cities would have had walls around them for protection just like in the Bible story of Jericho and we know that Joshua walks around the walls of Jericho and so I've got a um, pretty cool picture to show you of a picture of ancient Colchester so if we can just bring up that map of ancient Colchester it's pretty cool and you'll see that that's the town centre um, on the map and on that map are five gates there are five gates, the main wall kind of sits around the edge and you'll see that there are five gates on um, this map. There's the Balkan Gate, the Head Gate, the South Gate, the East Gate, Duncan's Gate, whoever that is, and North Gate. So our city, our town, the wall that surrounded it had five different gates. And then if you can just pull up picture number two for me, this is an image of the original Balkan Gate, which was the main gate where people would have come in and out of. And this is what it would have looked like. So you can picture these old cities with big city walls and to be able to enter into the city, you would need to pass through a gate. So um, in Jericho, the walls around the city, we know we can read that they were huge, really tall, they were double thickness. And in Joshua 6, in verse 1, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. These gates needed to be locked and unlocked to allow people in and out. And so here we go. <clears throat> Are you ready to start using your keys? Because I have two ways for us this morning to start taking a hold of the authority that these keys represent and that have been given with us, given to us, that we can start using this morning. And these two ways are that we can lock the gate for protection and we can unlock the gate for freedom. So there's two ways we can use these keys this morning. We can lock the gate for protection, or in other words, we can bind up for our protection, or we can unlock the gate for our freedom, or we can loose for our freedom. So how do we lock the gate then? And who are we locking the gate against? So these gates, that were on these city walls, they were there to protect what was inside. And I want to tell you that we need protection from the enemy. 
We need to appropriate the gates that are in our lives with the keys that we've been given to allow us to let in or to keep out. And this morning, I want to encourage you that you have the power to keep out the things in your life that you no longer, that no longer deserve to be there, that shouldn't be there. You have the power and authority to lock that gate, to bind that attack that is coming at you. You have the authority to lock the gate from the fiery darts of the enemy to keep yourself safe. Every negative thought that comes into your mind, you have the authority and the power to lock that gate, to say no, to keep it out. And I want us to take a hold of that this morning. You know that little voice in your head that sometimes tells you that you are not good enough. Well, I want to tell you this morning that you have the power and authority to say no to that neg negative thought, to that voice, that whisper in your ear that comes. You've been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven and you have the authority to say no, to bind it, to lock it out, to say no to it this morning. You know, if you've been given a negative medical report, you have the power and authority of heaven we can bind on earth that negative report from, um, your, from your medical condition, from your doctor. You can use your words to bind everything that's from the enemy this morning. In Psalm 64, it says, protect my life from the threats of the enemy. And, you know, if you feel like you are living in a place this morning where you need protection, you have the authority given to you by God through the keys of the kingdom to be able to tear it down and to lock the gate behind you. You know, we often talk about the power of our words and normally we use that phrase in that sense of you have the words, so make sure you speak positive, positively over yourself, you know, don't go out there and um, tear down your children or you know speak positively but actually I want to encourage you this morning to tear down the attack of the enemy for your protection use your words your power your authority another word that we could use to describe that is warfare pray if you feel like you're under attack from the enemy you have a gate before you and you have the keys that are given to you from God to be able to lock it out and I want you to appropriate this morning use your words use your prayer you need to war against that attack of the enemy whatever it might be and have the authority to be able to lock it out this morning is that good awesome I'm on a roll Keys to unlock the gate then. So I've got three ways for you to unlock the gate. So there is a gate before you to be able to enter in into the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is just an incredible place. It's a place of peace. It's a place of joy. It's a place of love. That doesn't mean to say it's like that picture that you sometimes think about of heaven, you know, where there's waterfalls and green, maybe it's just me, green fields and beautiful flowers and, you know, like we'll skip along. Yeah, I don't think that's what it's going to be like because it doesn't say that it's without trouble. But what it does say is that God is with us every step of the way. What it does say is that it is unending. 
the kingdom of God is unending and that nothing can stand against it. So to unlock the gate then, you've been given these keys to unlock the gate to be able to enter in to the kingdom of heaven. I've got three ways for you. So the first one for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven is to drop your baggage at the gate. Drop your baggage at the gate. And I've got a great verse here in Matthew 19 verse 24. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And what this verse is saying is that if it's not saying that if you've got money, you can't enter the kingdom of God. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is about holding on to your possessions. If you cannot let go of the things that you have, the things that you own, then you'll find it very difficult to enter into the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is so upside down to this world in comparison. You know, um, in this world, on this earth, we're taught to earn as much money as we can to gather everything for ourselves and to hold it on, to look after ourselves. You know, the kingdom of God is all about generosity and about everybody else. So what that's saying is that if you're not able to let go of your possessions, the things you have, you'll find it difficult to enter the kingdom of God. And you know, this whole idea about a camel entering through the eye of a needle is a little bit confusing. And so um, it's not talking about an actual camel and the eye of a needle. It's actually um, looking at a gate that was in Jerusalem. And it's talking about a gateway that was like an evening gateway, a side entrance, if you like, which was quite small. So that it had a big door and then it had a really small door. And they called this the eye of a needle, the, the needle gate. And what it's saying is obviously a camel being a mode of transport back then. Hallelujah that that isn't the case now. Um, you know, if you wanted to enter through, you would have the camel wouldn't be able to get through that really, really small needle gate. The only way that the camel could get through is by taking off all of its baggage, taking off all the saddle, all the luggage, and then for the camel to get through this small gate, it would have had to have crawled through on its knees. So you need to drop your baggage at the gate. You know how hard it is to get through the barriers of the underground if you have a suitcase with you. You know, for me, you know how difficult it is trying to get through the front door after a full day shopping trip at Westfield. It's hard work. You know, the easiest way to enter through something is with the least amount of things as possible. And you know, God really calls us to let go of all of our possessions you know, all of our preconceived ideas to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. God has a whole new way of life for you and for me. It's pretty amazing living within the kingdom of God, but we can't enter into it with our normal ways of doing things or our old ways of doing things. Like looking back saying, I like doing it this way. I'm holding on to this God. Because God has a whole new city for you and I to enter into. 
He has given us the keys to come and go into this city as we please, but we have to drop our baggage, our old weights um, at the door. You know, we need to drop unforgiveness. Do you know how hard it is to be able to enter into this amazing new life that God has for you and I if we're still holding on to something like unforgiveness? We need to drop the unanswered questions, those unanswered questions about why me, God, or even why not me, God. We need to drop that, take it off, leave it at the gate and enter into this new city that God has for you. We need to drop our own ideas on how to handle money, how, how to handle relationships, how to handle our marriage. God has a way for us to be able to do all of these things within his kingdom. But we need to be open enough to hear what he says and follow what he, how he teaches us to do it. Because I'm telling you that the God who is the author of your life, the creator of the world, he knows what he's doing and he is good to get stuff done. So if you feel like you can and you're able to, you need to leave what you've got at the door so that you can enter into the kingdom of God through that needle gate. You know, it's the same with kindness. You know, kindness in the kingdom of God is another level. It's another level. Like we think being kind on earth is about, you know, maybe doing some shopping errands for a friend or, um, you know, picking something up for someone. Kindness in the kingdom of God is a whole nother level. You know, it says to love your neighbor as yourself. Even just that very statement is like mind blowing because especially if you have a neighbor who's a bit hard work, it totally takes that emphasis off yourself to love your neighbor as if it was you. What would you be willing to do for them? How far would you go? You know, if anyone, it says in the Bible that if anyone wants to sue you to take your shirt, that you should hand over your coat as well. The kingdom of heaven is another level and all of us can experience that. All of us have the opportunity to use the keys to be able to open through that gate, to enter in. And it's just that the overwhelming sense of love um, is incredible. So leave your preconceived ideas at the gate. Take off your baggage so that you can enter in. Number two, the point, number two, to be able to unlock the gate, to be able to enter in, is with thanksgiving. So number one was drop your baggage. Number two is enter the gates with thanksgiving. And this is um, from Psalm 100 verse 4 where it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, thanksgiving is a choice. Thanksgiving is something that you do because you choose to, not just because you should, but because you choose to. When someone gives you something, you can choose whether you say thanks or not. You know, we always teach the kids when they're growing up to say please and thank you. But the difference about entering the kingdom of God is that you have to say thank you before you enter. You have to choose to show your thankfulness, to say thank you to Jesus for what he did 
before you enter into the courts. And thankfulness is such a powerful, powerful thing. And how you choose to show it is completely up to you. So for example, let's say that a friend who you haven't seen for a little while sends you a bunch of flowers. How lovely. Oh, flowers is a bit girly, is it? Okay, cool. What about a motorbike piece or a plant? A plant. A friend shows, brings you, sends you a plant through the post. And um, you're surprised and obviously really pleased. How lovely. So you immediately take a photo, post it on social media, hashtag blessed. You um, then also just send a, me a message to the friend saying thank you so much for your lovely gift. Really, really um, surprised and so kind of you. Thank you. And you leave it there. She sends one back, oh you're welcome, was just thinking of you, and that's it. And then you don't hear from the friend for maybe another year or so. Or there's another way that you could do it. You receive the gift and you're so overwhelmed that of course you put it on social media, but you also send a text. But then the next day you think about making a phone call and um, you then think to yourself, actually I really have loved connecting with that friend again and so you then pop round to see them. And then what happens is a relationship begins to start between you and the friend again and you're having conversation all the time. Every time someone comes round to your house, you're like, have you seen this plant that my friend sent me? So you're showing your thankfulness, you're showing your gratitude and you know that's what we need to do with Jesus. We need to show him every day how thankful, how thankful we are. And it is an absolute key to enter the kingdom of God, to show how thankful we are. We can do that with prayer, with our words. Um, we can do that by praise. We can do that by singing, even dancing. We can do that by telling people about God. We can do that by living a life that shows that we are thankful to God. I am so thankful to God for what he's done in my life and that I'm able to enter this incredible kingdom of heaven, this new city that he has for me. And I want to be able to show that every single day in my lifestyle and through my prayer life with Jesus. He is an amazing God. And the last point is point number three, and that is to enter in, we need to be born again. We need to be born again. And John 3 verse 3 says, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. There is a new life, a new kingdom, a new city for you to walk into. And Jesus paid the price for you and I to freely enter in. And we need to open our spiritual eyes to begin to see the kingdom. If you're somebody this morning that doesn't feel like that you're walking in the kingdom of God, but you know, you can almost see it in a distance. You need to be born again. You need to have your spiritual eyes open. And just carrying on in John 3 verse 5, it says, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit. 
flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Listen to this, guys. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. You know, I believe that there are people watching this morning who can hear the sound of the kingdom, but they can't and they haven't yet entered in. I believe that you can see people around you, you know people in your life who you just don't understand how they're able to live the way they live, how they're not able to succumb to fear, how they seem to be able to have peace in the storm, how they're able to walk through life so full of joy and it just literally blows your mind. Well, do you know what? You can hear the sound of the kingdom. There is a spirit that lives within you and all you need to do is appropriate that spirit by connecting with the one who put it in there. You know, we are made body, soul, spirit, body, mind, spirit, and God put that in you. And you need to connect again with him this morning and just ask him to allow your spiritual eyes to be open to the kingdom of God. You know, we can all experience this and we have a response to make this morning to this picture of God putting the keys to the kingdom into our hands. You know, I feel like some of us have forgotten our keys. I feel like some of us have arrived at the front door and we're searching through the bag to try and find where our keys are. And I feel God wants to remind us this morning that Jesus died on a cross, he went down to hell and he took the keys of death and life and he placed them into our hands. All authority to bind and to loose has been given to us and we just need to take a hold of them this morning and appropriate that in our lives. Father, we are so thankful that you sent your son for us. Lord, we know that Jesus is the key. And Father, I pray this morning, Lord God, that each of us would just reach out our hand to you. That, Lord God, I pray that you would switch on our spiritual selves, Father God. And that, Lord, that you would place the keys to the kingdom of heaven in our hands. Lord, where we may have misplaced them, Father God, where we may have forgotten to use them. Lord, I pray right now, Lord God, that you would place them in our hands. And Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you, we will take authority, Father God, to loose on earth. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, that you have given us the keys to open any and every door. And Lord, we know that every door that you open, God, that no man can close, Father. And so I pray this morning, Lord God, that I, I loose on earth, Lord God. Lord, I open a door. I open a door of freedom. 
I open a door of provision. I open a door of healing, Lord God, this morning in people's lives. I take that authority, Father, from the kingdom of heaven, Lord God, that you have given me, Father God, and I loose it on earth, Father God. And Lord, we pray, Lord God, we pray that you would protect our lives from the threat of the enemy. That, Lord God, I pray that every sickness, Lord God, that every disease, Father God, that every mental and emotional health, every area of lack, Lord God, and oppression, Father, I take the keys of the kingdom, Lord God, and I bind it up in Jesus' name, Lord. I lock the gate, Father God, and for our protection in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you would help us to drop our baggage to leave it at the gate, to be able to enter in with thankfulness. And Lord, I just pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit on our lives, Lord God. For some of us who can see and hear the kingdom, Lord, I pray that you would connect, Lord God, with our spiritual selves and open our eyes, Lord God, so that we can walk into this incredible life that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, it's been amazing to be able to share with you this morning. I hope you've loved it. I've loved, loved, loved being able to connect with you all. Miss you all so much. Really looking forward to being together.